Come gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Set aside thine wireless devices and then don't because how else will you listen to us? And then raise an amorphy of fine Carthaginian wine to your storytellers. This week we shall... We shall be delving into... We... What is going on? I'm trying to do the intro. It's okay. I'll be done in a minute. And why have you chosen now to make all this noise? It's the intro. I'm I'm not re-recording it. You get one take and that was it. It's been up this on and off all day. Why? He started muttering things like, How am I going to follow that? And it was nearly an hour and a half long. And then he shut himself in this silly history workshop. We have a workshop? Of course we do, Bob Bob. It's next to the sauna. The silly history sauna. We have a sauna? Of course we do. It's next to the bathroom. We have a bathroom? Oh, that's what that smell is. I've done it! I've finally done it! They said it couldn't be done, but by Jove, I have proved them all wrong! This had better be good. That was a pretty tasty intro you just constructed over. Worry ye not, fair Bob-Bob, for I have changed the game. We don't even need intros anymore. No intros? But how will we start the show? Oh. Actually, you're right. We do still need intros. But beyond that, we have now arrived on Easy Street. Explain immediately. Well, you know how we have to write the show with our brains and hands and everything? We do know that sweet, sweet agony. Yes. And then we have to put on silly voices and do acting and stuff to tell the story. Yes, I find it all very enjoyable. That's why we're called The Silly History Boys Show. Well, what if we could go back in time, take people from history and have them tell their tale in person? We wouldn't have to do anything apart from press record and the fools who download this extremely silly show will lap it up. We can sit back and watch those podcast bitcoins that you guys all told me about just roll on in. Go back in time. Bring people from the past here to modern day to tell us their story. Whilst that sounds like an excellent adventure, I don't think it can be done. Well, not before it couldn't, but now, thanks to me, it can! I have invented a time machine! You never have. Never have. Nonsense. Nonsense. I I do not believe you. Rubbish. No way. Absolutely no way. Tish, tish, fellow. No, that is great. It's against all the laws of time and space. Right there. Nope. I have. Behold, the time machine! I don't believe it. I know, right? No, I'm saying I don't believe it, as in I do not believe that that is a fully functioning time machine. Oh, why not? Because that is a cardboard box. A cardboard box you've written time machine on. No, it's not. It is. It says home fries on the side of it. It's the only one my corner shop had. But that doesn't matter. What it was is irrelevant. What it is is all that matters now. And what it is is a fully functioning, completely real and ingeniously crafted time machine. Look, it's even got a clock moving backwards built into it. That's just a picture of a clock you've drawn on the flap. 
with a sharpie. Before this gets any sillier, who are we? And why are we here? I am Bob Bob, crafter of Lemphy Tales and bar razor extraordinaire. I, I didn't write this. I am Uncle Bilbo. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I'll find a way to get the Sean Bean voice in this week. <gasps> you just did it then. I know. I am Tombo. I will never sleep again. And I have made my peace with that. Have you? No. And I am the Pear Bear. And this time machine took me hours to make. All that toil, all that effort to save all of you time spent script writing. Bob Bob, step into the time machine. But why do I have to step into it? Someone has to step into it. And you're the person we've known for the least amount of time. I'm fairly certain I've got the science right, but just in case, last in, first out. You know how it is in big business. That's why we call you Expendable Bob when you're not here. Yup. Pebber makes a fine point. In you get, Robert. This is an outrage. This this is a case of petty, bitter revenge. Because because I, dear Uncle Bob Bob, wrote a brilliant samurai trilogy. And now Pear Bear has to follow it and he doesn't fancy it. So he so he's thrown everything out. All, all the stuff we've done, all, 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 the, all the narratives, all the history, the myths. He's thrown that out and, and he's done a time travel one. Because, because what else could he do? Let's face it, what what else? What else could he do other than do a, do an end game? Do Silly History Boys end game. Pathetic. Absolutely, that'll teach you to shine. Well, what if I don't want to get in the time machine? It's a cardboard box. Just stand in it so we can get on with the show, will you? The worst that could happen is that I didn't carry the Y somewhere in the equation. And what would that do to me? Not much. When you arrive in the past and are reassembled... Reassembled? That implies there's going to be disassembly. Well, of course there will be. It's time travel. Duh. And if anything's been miscalculated, then there's the small chance that when you are reassembled, your bum and head might get swapped a bit. I'll have a head for a bum. Uh, and a bum for, for a head. This is an audio format, so the listener can't see how closely together I'm holding my fingers, but rest assured, it's a really tiny possibility. I mean, I heavily doubt that you'll be turned into a head bum bum head. Hang on. How does he get back? Oh, he'll figure it out. Right, come on, Bob Bob. Off you, Bob Bob. No. No, no. Oh, my God. He's, oh, my God. He's so strong. How are you so strong? How, did you... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's nothing in the world as tight as the auctionman's fist. Come on, Bob please, Bob. Please, please don't put me in the box. I, I, I don't want a bum for a head. Or, or a head for a bum. Or to go back in time! Oh, nothing's happened. This has been a huge waste of time. I told you it was just a cardboard box. I haven't turned it on yet. Good Lord, you lot know nothing about chrono-quantum chicanery. Oh, ah, that's because it's not a thing. It is! Look, I just press this button and... Journey well, Bob-Bob. You should find yourself sometime around the 15th of March in 44 BC. Why so specific? Because we're doing Caesar this time, and that's the date he was assassinated. Whoa, spoilers. Oh my goodness, something's happening. I feel, I feel weird. I, I, I can see through my legs. Why are my legs no longer pepper? Why are my legs no longer opaque? He's going back in time. It's actually happening. We're never going to get the budget to make this episode like that. I don't want a bum for a head or a head for a bum. I'll get you for this, Pepper!
Well, that was quite spectacular. And you said it was only a cardboard box. You, sir, have just lost your chapter in my memoirs. Is he there? How do we know? Did he make it? I'll check the chronometronometer. Yep, says here that he's there. Again, I feel I need to point out that you're just waggling one of the box flaps whilst you're telling us this. Will you please suspend your disbelief? This is the first part of the Caesar trilogy, and the only information I've managed to communicate so far is that Julius Caesar was assassinated on the 15th of March, 44 BC! Ugh, spoilers! All right, fine. Look, if it means that much to you, show me how your chronomatinee works, will you? Chronomatronator! Look, you can see this blinking light, can't you? No need for bad language. If by blinking light you mean that circle you've just drawn on with Biro, then yes, it's very fancy. The light tells us that Bob-Bob is alive and in one piece. With a head for a head and a bum for a bum. That, Bilbo, we may never know. Sad. Tombo, what on earth are you doing? I'm attaching a communications module. Or, as the layman would perceive it, I am drawing a radio on the box. This way, we'll be able to speak with Bob-Bob. Genius! Bob-Bob, are you there, Bob-Bob? I'm here! Bilbo! Bilbo, is that you? Where are you, Bob-Bob? Is it all historical and stuff? Are you in Rome? I, I think so. There's a bunch of men wearing bedsheets and they're looking at me. They look quite annoyed. Can you communicate with them? Hang on, I'll, I'll try. Hello, friends, what's with all the daggers? What was that? De- death to tyrants? Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Hey, you're, you're getting kind of close, friends. Guys, you've time teleported me into the body of Julius Caesar on the day of his assassination, haven't you? Oh, no. Pebe, you've quantum leaped Bob-Bob. Oh, boy. Hang on, it may not be time for the assassination yet. Bob-Bob, are you in the Capitol building? Um, I think so. Then everything is okay. Caesar wasn't assassinated in the Capitol building. Yeah, he was. That's what Big Billy Shakespeare taught me. Shakespeare lied to you, Bilbo. (gasps) No. Lied. Uh, yes. Actually, lads, I think I might be in a theatre. Swept seating, statues of big Roman fellow, looks like he's called Pompeius or, or something. Is that significant? Uh-oh. You're not in the theatre of Pompey, are you? I... I think I might... I think I might be. Is that... Is that bad? Please hold. Bilbo, Tombo. Theatre of Pompey is actually where Caesar was assassinated. Shakespeare changed the location in his play for dramatic effect. Then Bob-Bob is in a spot of bother. Stabby-stabby bother. Lads! Yes, Bob-Bob? Has Caesar arrived with you? Oh, that's a good point. There was supposed to be a swappage. Not yet. Oh, oh, oh. hang on, though. Oh, something, something's coming through. <laughs> is it Caesar? Did the swap work? Hi guys, just give me a moment. I have just an important call. Uh, no, it can't wait, actually. Uh, any other questions? A2, Brute? Thought so. Please confirm that you have Julius Caesar. Kind of? What do you mean, kind of? Well, 
He's got. He's um. He's got a bum for a head, and a head for a bum. He's dead. Caesar wasn't assassinated. We killed him. Oh no! We've broken history. I mean, I think we all knew this was going to happen at some point, but I really didn't think we'd do it so quickly. You've broken history. We just wanted to put on silly voices and tell a story. And you've trapped poor Bob Bob in the past. This is without doubt an extremely silly predicament. These senators are starting to look pretty stabby. How do we get Bob Bob back? There must be a way to save him. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Because you invented the time machine. Back off, senators. It's quite clearly just a cardboard box. All I did was write time machine on the side of it and draw a clock on the flat with a sharpie. I knew it. I thought it'd be a funny bit. You know, to pad out the intro before we started doing the history stuff. No, Tylius Kimber, I do not want to talk about the petition to recall your brother from exile. Can't we just draw a, a bring him back button on it? It doesn't work like that. Get off my tunic, Kimber. What? Like, this is violence! It worked exactly like that when I drew the radio on. Oh, yeah. Hey, Casca, you villain, what are you doing? Uh, quick, draw it on then. Bob Bob's within a hair's breadth of being assassinated. Uh, what did I do with my pen? Right, uh, stop it. All of you, stop it immediately. Here, use mine. Ow! Uh, uh, di- excuse me, did you just stab me? Oh, no! He's been stabbed! I can't get the lid off. <laughs> well, that's... That's really on there. Um, guys, I'm... Oh, ow. Oh, pack it. Oh, pack it in. Ow. Oh, guys, I'm, I'm getting stabbed quite a lot over here. Draw, Tombo, draw. What am I drawing again? I thought it would hurt more, especially with this much stabbing. Oh, yes. Recall button. Here we go, then. I feel quite sleepy now, actually. And... Done. And you, my son? Don't worry, Bob-Bob. We'll have you back any second now. Bob-Bob? Bob-Bob? Bob-Bob! Oh, dear. I think we've killed Bob-Bob. There was nothing to be done. That pen lid was stuck so tight, he never stood a chance. Sweet Bob-Bob. I owed him five pounds, and now he's dead. Are we still pressing the button? Will it send Caesar back and return Bob-Bob? Let's say yes. Press it, Tombo. Let's bring Bob-Bob home. Okie dokie. (laughs) Bob-Bob, you've come back to us. Look what they did to you. He's still alive. We must save him. How? If he's been stabbed the same amount of times that Caesar was stabbed... How many times was Caesar stabbed? Oh, uh, 23 times. 23 times is a lot. But we've got something the Romans never had. What, damn you, what? Modern medicine. Fetch me... The first aid kit. On it. Hold me closer, Ed. Don't worry, Bob-Bob. We'll get you all patched up. So cold. He's cold, Bilbo. Get him some soup. For the love of God, get this man some soup. I've got the kit. Right, no, no, no. Let me just have a look at all these things. Uh, 
rubber chicken. No, no, no. Clown's nose. A pack of sausage. Why is our first aid kit so silly? We're the silly history boys. But surely there's something in there that will help. Here, here, I found a plaster. Remember me, Peba. Don't you talk like that, Bob-Bob. Don't you dare. Hold him as still as you can. This may hurt. And done. Whew. Now all we have to do is wait and hope. How long? It's just that my boy's due a feed in about 20 minutes, so... You know... Ah, uh, Ben, is that you? Bob-Bob! You're alive. Hooray! I feel so much better. That was... That was a really effective plaster you put on my various stab wounds. I only put it on one. The what? Get out of here. Ah, using my deep, deep knowledge of history, I remembered that only one of Caesar's 23 stab wounds was said to be fatal. The one in his neck. Amazing. What a guy. Where did you learn such mad medicinal skills? Oh, I once played a paramedic on a popular soap opera. And I always fully commit to the role. Well, I'd like to put forward the motion that we no longer dabble in time travel. Haven't we irreparably damaged the timeline? Like, we stole Gaius Julius Caesar, accidentally swapped his bum for his head, and his head for his bum, then sent him back to his own time. There's only one way to find out. The same way I research all my historical writings. To Wikipedia! What does it say? It says, on the 15th of March, 44 BCE, Gaius Julius Caesar was assassinated in the theatre of Pompey during a meeting of the Roman Senate. Ha! So far, so good. Uh, Brutus, Caesar's supposedly loyal friend, used magic to replace the Roman dictator's head and posterior killing him instantly. Oh, no! Oh, no, indeed. How are we going to fix this? Put you back in the time machine and hope we can put things back to how they used to be. No, we must tell the tale of Julius Caesar in our own inimical fashion. The correct application of silly voices and terrible jokes might just be enough to set things right. Very well, but I'm being Caesar. Absolutely not. Did you get stabbed 23 times only a few moments ago? No, no you did not. I'm being Caesar. Oh, fine. Our story begins in 100 BCE, for that is the year Gaius Julius Caesar was born. Whilst he was born into a noble family, the Julii, who claimed they were descended from the goddess Venus, they were not as wealthy or influential as they had once been. Caesar's father, also called Gaius, confusingly, was governor for Asia, but he died suddenly in 85 BC, leaving Caesar as head of the family at the age of 16. Veni, vidi, vici. Yes, darling. You came, you saw, you conquered. Yes, we all know that bit. Uh, am I to assume that you finished your breakfast? Correct, Mother. Those chocolate hoops never saw me coming. I separated them from each other with a spoon at a time and crushed their resistance with my mouth. Please could you clear away my bowl? Oh, Gaius, really? I mean, what did your last slave die of? Overwork, literally. You know this, Mother, you said you would get me a new bowl slave at the market this afternoon. It's a turn of phrase, Gaius. So's your face. That's no way to speak to your mother. Uncle Marius! Yes, boy, tis me. And I bring important news. 
Gaius Marius was a very powerful man, both militarily and politically. He was a highly respected general, and he was also a consul of Rome, the highest political office a person could be elected to, a feat he managed to achieve an unprecedented seven times during his career. What news, Uncle? As you know, Gaius, your father passed away recently, leaving you head of your family at only 16. He'll always be my baby. Mom! Which means you need a job. The news I've come to deliver is that I've got you one. Oh, what is it? Soldier? Centurion? General? It's even better. You are now the High Priest of the Temple of Jupiter. What? I want to be a priest. Don't be ungrateful, Gaius. I want to be a famous military commander like you. They called you the third founder of Rome. One day they're going to call me something even better. I'm sure they will, my boy. I'm sure they will. But for now, you're a high priest. Aww, what will I have to do? Ah, well, it's more about what you mustn't do. As high priest of the Temple of Jupiter, you must never touch a horse. You must never spend more than three nights out of your own bed. And you must never spend the night outside of Rome. But who will take Mr. Clipclop for his daily ride? This is awful. I don't want to be a priest. Well, tough. You're doing it. I've got enough problems dealing with Lucius Cornelius Sulla, and I don't want to have to worry about you as well. Why don't you just have Sulla killed? That's what I would do. You're young. You're new to this, so you don't understand all the subtleties of Roman politics. I just can't have my opponent killed. It would look very bad. So what are you going to do? Well, seeing as I've just been elected consul for the seventh time, alongside my good friend Lucius Cornelius Sinner, I'm going to go round up all of Sulla's friends and allies and kill them instead. That's how you do politics, young Gaius. I'll remember that. Thanks, Uncle Marius. Yes, I think this seventh turn as consul will be my best yet. I've never felt so alive. Three days later, Uncle Marius was dead. Over the next two years, his enemy Sulla came to power and made himself dictator of Rome. Things started to look very bad for young Gaius Julius Caesar. Gaius, my baby boy, someone's at the door. Mother, I have grown considerably over the last two years. Stop calling me your baby boy. Ah, uh -huh. you'll always be my baby boy. Now answer the door. We have slaves for that sort of thing, don't we? Fine, I'll get it. What's this? Soldiers, at my door? You didn't bring horses, did you? I'm uh, not supposed to be looking at them. No, sir. No horses. None of that's going to be a problem for you now, anyway. What do you mean? We are here at the orders of Dictator Sulla, sir. You are Gaius Julius Caesar, yes? I am. The Dictator sent us to tell you that you're fired. You're no longer High Priest of the Temple of Jupiter. Really? Brilliant. I wouldn't get too excited. Sulla's also sent us to arrest you. You're being prescribed. Prescribed what? I've not been to a doctor. Not prescribed, proscribed. It's the polite way of saying, rounded up and murdered for your stuff by the government. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it turns out Sulla is quite mad at your Uncle Marius, so he's decided to have you killed. He says he sees too many Mariuses in you to let you live. Politics, eh? Well, I'm not going to lie, that started my day off on a bit of a downer. Sorry about that. How do you want to do this? I'd rather not do it at all, if I'm being honest. I don't blame you. 
Couldn't I just run away and join the army, perhaps with the help of my mother's family and the son of Sula's supporters, that he might actually ha change his mind and spare my life, even though he'll, he'll regret doing that. In the long run, I will get him. Oh, don't know about that. If I'm not a priest anymore, then I'm allowed to join the military. We've got orders, sir. Ah, yes, but historically, that's precisely what happened. Is it? Oh, right, well... You must get fleeing, then. Right you are. Mother! Yes, dear? Sula's trying to have me killed. I'm off to join the army. Tara. Oh, that's lovely. And when will you be back? Just after Sula dies, in about seven years or so. OK, darling. Just don't forget to pack some underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Mum! Don't talk about my underpants in front of the murder soldiers. And so it was that Caesar fled Rome and joined the army. He served with distinction in Asia and Turkey and even earned the civic crown, one of the highest awards a soldier could earn for saving the life of a fellow Roman citizen in battle. Now, in 78 BC, news reached Caesar that Sulla had died. It was now safe for him to return to Rome and begin his political career. However, the return journey did not go as smoothly as he would have liked. Caesar's ship was attacked whilst crossing the Aegean Sea, and he was captured by pirates. Unhand me, you ruffians! Yar, matey. Yar. Does that mean yes? Yar, matey. Yar. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really struggling with your accent. And his struggles shall continue. Yar. 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 Oh, God, now there's three of them. Take me to your leader. You mean, Captain? We be pirates. Yar. 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 We are pirates, not we be pirates. Our leadership be highly democratic. Yar. Yar. But in this case, you can consider me to be the captain. Yar. He be captain. That he are. Well, I assume you're holding me captive to ransom me. I am, after all, a pretty big deal. That be correct. We shall ransom ye. Yar. And we soon shall be rich. <laughs> Yar. For how much will you be asking for? We shall be asking enough to fill our bellies for years to come. Yar. Yar. Hungry we be. And how much is that? Twenty talents of silver! Yar! We shall be rich beyond our wildest dreams! Twenty? I worth way more than that! Yar, you? Yes! I, you should ask for, I don't know, at least fifty. Even then you're getting a bargain. Fifty, you say? Yar. I suppose it'd be worth a shot. Yar, we didn't want to be pushing our luck. I'll send the ransom note now. Yar! I've nearly finished cutting the letters out of me Pirate's Monthly magazine. Is it any good? How much is a copy? I not be sure. We pay for it with a yarly conscription. Oh my, that was a terrible joke. So bad, in fact, that when I get ransomed, which I will, I'm going to come back to this island and have you all crucified. Will ya? I doubt it. Yar! Never are gonna happen. Eventually, Caesar was ransomed, and, true to his word, after gaining his freedom, he used his own money to raise an army and hunt down the pirates who had kidnapped him. Yar! 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 No! Yar! 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 
I told you this would happen. Yeah. Should have just let me go. Oh. Now look at all of you, crucified and whatnot. Nah. Yar, I be full of regrets. Yar. Ah, stop it with the kneeling, yar. But seeing as I took somewhat of a shine to your rustic, piratical ways, I've decided I'm going to show you mercy. Oh, thank the gods. Yar. Ye be letting us go, be ye? Yar. Thank ye, kind Caesar. Letting you go? What? No. But you said you'd be merciful, yar. Yar? Yar? I did, but I meant merciful for me, which, as the listeners will soon discover, is not very merciful at all. Centurion? Yes, sir. Once you've got them all nailed up there, nice and cosy, cut their throats. Oh, that's awfully merciful of you, sir. I know, right? Yar. And so it was that Gaius Julius Caesar had his revenge on the pirates that kidnapped him. It was an act that grew his reputation in Rome and would help him on his path to political office. Roman politics are pretty brutal. Oh, it's going to get worse. You just wait until I get to Gaul. That's going to be pretty galling for everyone, especially the Gauls. Well, for now, I think, let me check the clock. Uh, yep, that's nearly as long as Masashi Part 2. Longer than Part 1. Yes, that'll do. Tune in next week for the continuing tale of Gaius Julius Caesar. We have been the Silly History Boys. And we are, as always, sorry. 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 It's Dangerous to Run with Caesars was laid out in a lovely straight line by the Silly History Boys. Gaius Julius Caesar is played by Rob Uncle Bob Bob Bond. Caesar's mum narration and the pirate captain by Tombo Fillmore. Narration Murder Soldier 2 and Pirate by Stu the Pear Bear Perry. Uncle Marius Murder Soldier 1 and Pirate by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. And the sociopathic and whiny young Gaius Julius Caesar was played by Hazmat Pear Bear Perry. I don't even think he realised he was being recorded. The booing as ever was provided by the unwashed masses we know, baying and clamouring for gladiatorial blood in the arena of their sad little lives. Intro music by Lord Fastfingers, extra music and sound effects by the lovely people at zapsplat.com. We will be back next week, hopefully on time, as now it seems that it's a competition as to who can write the longest show. Not when I get my turn, folks. Back to snappy 17 and a half minutes is for me. I don't care. I don't even care if they're any good. I've been editing this after a bout of food poisoning. I even went to get tested for Rona. That was horrible. Have you ever tried to swab your own tonsils, especially when you don't have any? Yeah, I'm fine though. Not that you're asking. Who? Ah, no. <sighs> anyway, that's enough various sounds of disbelief. Uh, do, 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 do.